You are listening to the Vine Church Sermon Podcast. Thanks for joining us. For more information about the Vine Church, please visit our website at www.thevinemadison.org. And so um, here's the big point of what we're going to talk about today. We're starting a new series in the book of Philippians. And here's what we're going to learn today. Partnership in the mission of God brings about deep bonds of love that are necessary for the mission of God. Let me say that again, all right, because I want to convince you of this today from the text. Partnership in the mission of God brings about deep bonds of love that are necessary for the mission of God. This really came to light for us, speaking of Ecuador, about, I think it was about five years ago. So for those of you, again, that are new, we've been partnered, uh, we partnered to see churches planted among neighbors and nations as part of our DNA as a church, and we do that in Madison, we do that in Morocco, and we do that in Ecuador. And so uh, Steve and Sandy Yongren are the point people in Ecuador for the ministry of planting churches and raising up leaders of which they're going to be moving to the States and doing their job from the States. We sent Justin and Laurel to take over uh, for them in Ecuador. But about five years ago, Steve and Sandy are, are running this ministry. And you can look, I think it's this picture right, right back in the back corner. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, Jackie or James or whatever. I think that's the volcano. Anyway, there's a huge volcano. Let's just say that's the volcano. Uh, Cotopaxi that is 15 miles from the property that Steve and Sandy have labored to build so that leaders can come and be trained. There's a gospel famine. There's a theological famine in Ecuador. People can come and be fed and be housed and trained. I go down there and teach. They built this really, really beautiful property, and there's this volcano that sits right there. I mean, it's just like right there. And the problem was about five years ago that that volcano was threatening to erupt. And it happened 100 years ago, and the devastation was crazy. And so they had to evacuate, not knowing, like, is this, if this thing erupts, there's going to be mudslides, and thousands and thousands of people are going to die, and this property is going to be, you know, covered underneath probably, you know, 20 feet of mud um, that's what happens when the volcano erupts because the snow melts, it creates water, and it picks up trees as it's rolling down these massive cliffs, and it's just complete devastation. And so they're in crisis. They're, they were really in crisis because they've labored for years to see this amazing property for the sake of training be built, and it could all be gone in an instant if this volcano erupts. And so there are partners in the gospel work, right? And so what do we do? They're in crisis. So we go. We go to talk to them, to pray with them, to counsel them, to encourage them. So myself and another pastor from here, we go down there. And we're, just, like, we're here just to support you, period. It's a, it's a ministry of support. It's a ministry of partnering. It's a ministry of encouragement. And one of the things that they said that just blew me away, and made me really sad, honestly, is that they, they had been on the, they're about 20 years older than myself, a couple decades ahead of me 
And at this point, they'd been in, in ministry among the nations for 20 years. And no one had ever come to do a mission trip just for them, just to encourage them, just to say to them, hey, we're with you in this. If you're in crisis, we're in crisis, and we're in this together. It blew them away. That's, that never has happened for them, to feel partnership in that way. And their hearts, as you can imagine, were greatly enlarged toward the vine because of that tangible expression of partnership. You're in crisis? That means we're in crisis. We're together. We're here for you. We're going to stand with you in the midst of this as our partners, right? See, partnership is a really big deal when you're trying to pull off something really big and challenging. All that to say is that that's what's going on in our text for today as we launch into a new series in the book of Philippians. Let me say it again. Partnership in the mission of God brings about deep bonds of love that are necessary for the mission of God. Okay? Let me give you one more example of this from, from my life, from our family's life. So about... Oh, gosh, 13 or so years ago, um, we received, long story, but we were notified that uh, there was a little African-American baby in Alabama that was up for adoption. And we had planned to adopt internationally. This different opportunity came forward. Do we want to switch gears kind of at the last minutes and do domestic adoption of this little girl that was born in Alabama? Long story short, yes, we do. And so we switch gears. Problem is, uh, because adoption is pretty expensive, um, we didn't have the money. And it wasn't like the money was sitting in our savings account in our emergency fund and we just didn't want to spend it. It wasn't that. It was, the money doesn't exist. And we needed about $15,000 or so. I mean, Kim could correct me. Uh, and we needed it in 48 hours because they don't want these kids to just sit in foster care without commitments. And so it's like, you gotta, you gotta be ready to go or they're gonna move on to the next family. And so, hey, we don't have any money and we wanna adopt this baby. And uh, so what do we do? So we put the call out, anybody wanna help us adopt this child? And there was a young couple from our church, we were living in Albuquerque at the time. And uh, young couple, probably married a couple years and they were probably 25-ish. Um, they give us $5,000. And they had received a gift at their wedding. Such a cool wedding gift. Some, somebody gave them $10,000 for their wedding, and they said, we want you to take five of this, and I, we want you to just use it, have fun, honeymoon, whatever. Just go nuts. Enjoy being married. Here's $5,000. And the other $5,000, we want you to use this to be a blessing to somebody. And they just felt like, you know, that was the moment for them to be obedient to this request. And so they used this $5,000 that they'd been given to be a blessing to us in our adoption of Maya. A form of partnership, right? Giving, generosity, that's a, that's a deep form of partnership, right? And what do you think that partnership in the mission of God's care for the orphan in the world today did to our hearts, Kim and I's hearts, toward this young couple, 
I mean, it's just like an explosion of love to the point, I'm talking about it today, 13 years later, right? We don't see them anymore because of time and geography, but we feel knitted to them, right? It it created a bond that we have with them through that tangible form of partnership. We're standing with you in this mission of orphan care. So like you got the the Stephen Sandy example in Ecuador, you've got our family and our adoption of of Maya, and they both illustrate what's happening here in our text. So if you have a Bible, let's, let's dive into this opening few verses of Philippians. And we're going to be looking at specifically verses 3 through 8 of chapter 1 in Philippians, okay? Now, before I read this, I want you to pay careful attention to the language, okay? I want you to pay careful attention to the language. Paul is writing, I'm going to give you a little more context in a second, but Paul's writing to an ancient church in a a city called Philippi, which is modern-day Greece, okay? And he's writing to them to encourage them in the gospel. Let's read this. Philippians 1.1. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi with the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And here's where he gets into it. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, Always in every prayer of mine for you, for you all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart for you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you with all the affection of Christ Jesus. All right, so let me give you a little background here. So this church in Philippi, modern-day Greece, had recently been planted. If you want to read about the crazy core team of this church plant, check out Acts chapter 16. I would encourage you to do that. That's, that's the core team of this church. It's pretty nuts. Read Acts chapter 16. And Paul is writing to them to encourage them in the gospel and to express his gratitude for them. But where he's writing is really important. He's writing from prison. He's writing, you know, you can imagine, in, in, from a moment of, of crisis. He's in prison for the sake of the gospel. So just keep that in mind as a, as a bit of a background that's going to be a theme as we walk through Philippians these next few months. But let's, let's look at this text again. I want you to look at it. Put your eyes on the words and see if you can spot a theme in his language here in verses 3 through 8. Like, what are his emotions? What, what, what is he feeling? I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. I pray for you with joy. See that in verse 3? Making my prayer with joy. Verse 6. He who began a good work in this church, like I see the good work in this church, it's going to continue. 
I can see the fruit in your life that's just going to keep bearing fruit. That's what verse 6 says, right? He said, I'm sure of this. He says, I, I hold you in my heart. He says, you're recipients of grace, partakers with me of grace. Verse 7, see that? God is my witness how I yearn for you with affection. So if you were to summarize how Paul feels, like what would you say? Is he grumpy? Is he ticked at these people? No, he is so encouraged. He loves these people. He loves this church. So why is it that Paul speaks this way? It, it, it's right for us to ask that question of the text. Like, Paul, what's the deal here? You're, you're, you're on cloud nine when it comes to the Philippians. Why is that? Why does he have such a deep, profound affection for these people? Well, I think it's, it's, it boils down to, if you want to answer that question, look for a, a very simple word that you never pay attention to. It's the word because. The word because. Can you see it? I see it at the beginning of verse 5. He says it twice. When you see the word because, it should cause your ears to perk up a little bit. Because why? Because on the other side of that word, you're probably going to get a truth claim that will encourage your heart. Something has happened da, 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 because something is true. Let me give you an example of it that's really powerful. Uh, if you just flip over to Ephesians, or flip back, that is, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. Just to chapter 2, this is a, one of the most powerful because statements in the whole Bible. Ephesians 2, verse 3. You'll see it on the screen. We were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, verse 4, being rich in mercy, here it is, because, what? Because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved. Where's the power of the because there? Well, how do I know that I've been made alive together with Christ if I, if I trust him? Well, it's because, what? What's the true statement? Because of the great love with which he's loved us, you are loved by God. How do I know that, that, that like, even when I was dead in my trespasses, man, that's a dark statement, that I, that, 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 that I can have hope? Well, it's because of the great love with which he loved us. See how those work together? See the logic there? That's encouraging, super encouraging. Because is a very, very powerful word in your Bible. So let's see this again in our text. Go back to chapter 1 of Philippians and see the logical connections here. Verse 5. Or let's just start, let's look at verse 3 again. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. So he's thanking God as he thinks about them. Every prayer of mine for you and, and I'm praying with joy. Why? Because, verse 5, of your partnership. See that? Because of your partnership. And it's not just partnership in whatever. It's, what does it say? 
partnership in the gospel. Gospel partnership is a really big deal. And it wasn't just a one-time thing. What does it say? From the first day until now, what does that say? That says perseverance. That says commitment. That says standing together over the course of time. See that? So he has these deep feelings because of the relationship, because of the partnership, right? That's why he has such deep affection for them. And and look at verse 7. It is right for me to feel this way up for you all because I hold you in my heart for you are all partakers with me of grace because for we're together in this. We're partakers in this faith that we have together. We're participants in it together. Right? You see that? The relationship is a really big deal for the sake of the mission of God moving forward. That's what he's saying. But let's take it a step deeper. I want, I want you to see this. It's, it's standing by people in crisis that even deepens that that relationship even more, that that affection, that bonding even more. Like, can you think of a time when you were in crisis and somebody, like, really stood next to you, really stood with you? What did that do for your heart? What did that do for the relationship? Like, I can speak to this in, in my marriage. 23 and a half years we've been together, almost 24, and man, we've been through some some fires. We've been through some fires together. And look back on that and go, man, none of those fires that we walked through were fun, but as we look back on the fire behind us that we walked through, there's a deepening that happens. There's a connection that happens. There's a a trust that is elevated. There's an understanding of one another emotionally Right? We've been watching a miniseries as a family called Band of Brothers. I think it's um, on HBO Max or something now. And it's powerful. It's a story of um, um, paratroopers in World War II. Ten-part miniseries. And one of the things I always remember is they have the actual um, men. They probably are all deceased now. But this was produced, I think, in the late 90s, early 2000s, when these World War II veterans were still alive. And they have commentary from the real-life World War II veterans that are being reenacted in this series, okay? And one of the things that I always remember is one of the guys says, you know, like, when we're in that foxhole together and, like, the bullets are, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but the bullets are whizzing over our heads and we're in this mission together. I felt closer to those men in that foxhole with me some way, in some ways decades even later than my own wife. Now, why would he say that? Because when you stand together in the crisis and you make it out, it deepens that relationship. It deepens that bond when we're in it together for the sake of the mission. And that's what's happening here. Like, it's easy to miss. But, but look at verse 7 again. It is right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart 
because or for you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. So again, we have to remember, Paul's writing this from prison. Prison is a place of crisis. Like, you ever sat in a, a prison? I haven't. I don't, I don't want to. Uh, most of you probably haven't. But I'm sure it's not, a, it's not exactly an encouraging place to be seated, right? And I'm sure this was very emotionally challenging for Paul. I mean, can, can you imagine him sitting there without any gospel partnerships? Just alone. Suffering by yourself, being given this mission by God, you're in crisis and you don't know what's going to happen. But he's saying the opposite of that has happened. He's saying, Philippian church, you guys have stood by me even in crisis. Like that says a lot. These people standing with him as a church would have probably just been this massive shot in the arm of encouragement for him because the Philippian church is essentially saying, we're going to stand by this guy and be identified with this guy who's probably an outcast in society, right? Most people aren't believers in Jesus. Most people probably thought believers in Jesus were crazy at this point in history. Paul probably had a bad reputation. I mean, he's sitting in prison, and they're standing with him still. Can you imagine how encouraging that would have been for Paul? Even while I sit here in prison, you guys are risking your reputation to stand with me for the sake of the mission of God and the gospel moving forward in the world. That's what he's communicating here. That's why he's so emotionally exuberant in this text. See, partnership in the mission of God brings about deep bonds of love that are necessary for the mission of God. So that's what's true. I think that's what I want you to see from our text for today. Now, what are we to do? That's what's true. What are we to do? What does this have to do with us in Madison? Long, a long way away from Philippi, long way away from their culture. What do we do? Well, just like the Philippian church, as the Vine Church family we stand by our partners of whom we're partnering in the gospel work. We're going to do the same thing. We take this text as a model for how we do church. See? See, if we want to keep doing what we have been doing to make disciples and plant churches among neighbors and nations, we take our cues from these opening verses in Philippians. See, what we see here is the sign of a really healthy church. This is the sign of a really healthy church. Those that are willing to do some things that are risky for the sake of the mission. To stand with people who might be on the margins for the sake of the mission. Laying some things on the line for the sake of our relationships in the mission of God. And I've been a pastor here for 11 and a half years now. Like, I see us doing this even from day one. And so be encouraged. The Spirit of God is alive in us in the same way as it was back here in our 
text. The easiest way we can see this is just in our, there's more, but I think the easiest way is to see it in the churches that we have planted or how we've partnered in church planting among neighbors and nations. And I just want to spend the rest of our time reminding you of what God has done How we've seen partnerships grow deep as we stand with one another for the sake of the mission of God moving forward in the world, just like we see in this text, right? Man, when I opened up Slack for the first time after three months of sabbatical and had like 8,000 messages to sort through, right? The thing that stood out to me the most and was most encouraging in my heart is seeing that this church, of which I get to help serve, had raised $6,000 so that one of our church planning partners, Claudio, in Ecuador, could buy a car. And I'm like, man, that, I shouldn't have been surprised because that's just our track record. Generosity like that, quick, two weeks, boom, six grand, not a problem. Man, I mean, that exploded my heart with love for being a part of this church. Like, that's the spirit of what's happening here in the first chapter of Philippians. That's the spirit of the Philippians towards Paul, and we're doing the same thing. Generosity, yeah, we can do that. Stand with you, you know, you and your family, Claudia, are taking the bus all the time. Like, let's, let's not do that anymore. Let's get you a car. I already shared about it with Steve and Sandy and the volcano five years ago. I remember, um, gosh, it was probably four years ago or so, Nate Hobart from Redeemer City Church, the first church that we planted, sat right up here with me. I interviewed him. And they're trying to build a building. And they're raising money. And I don't pay attention to numbers at this church, but I know we raised a lot of money to help them. Um, I don't know, David, if you remember, or he's not even here. Jacqueline, you don't remember. Um, but we raised a ton of money, and it was just par for the course for, for the Vine Church. Man, we're going to lay some things on the line to partner with our partners, our relationships, for the sake of the gospel work in the city. It was amazing, right? We've sent teams to our partners in Morocco and Ecuador, uh, you know, for a decade now. And what that means is if you give money to this church, you're a part of that. If you, if you are paying attention on Slack, you're praying for the, those trips. And those trips have been nothing but, for the most part, a desire to encourage our partners to go and say, we're with you, we're standing with you, we're not going anywhere. Whatever you need, we're here for you. Our most recent uh, team, about 15 people, went to Ecuador last November, and partnering with Steve and Sandy and and Justin and Laurel, man, they're going just to be an encouragement. We've sent two church plants, and, and that means that we're not stingy with our money. We've sent a lot of money. It means we're not stingy with, with our people, Right? You want to go be a part of that church plant? Man, we celebrate that. We're not trying to build a a mega church and get as many people in this room as possible, although we we love everyone that comes. But man, go, be sent. Yeah, be a blessing, right? We want to partner with the work of God in this city. And so we've, we've never discouraged someone that desires to be sent, right? I think of Justin and Laurel, they're watching right now in Ecuador, and we just sent them in September, and they raised money. They had to raise a significant amount of money, and dude, they, 
they raise that money faster than I've ever seen. And a lot of that's a tribute to you guys because you believe what's going on in this text, that these gospel partnerships for the sake of the continuance of the mission of the people of God in the world today, it's worth it. And we're going to stand by one another. And we're going to encourage one another by not giving up on them, by standing with them. So it's a sign of a healthy church, like Paul's flipping out with joy because he's like, man, this Philippian church, the core team was crazy. You can read about it in Acts 16, but they're living it. They're standing by me, and we're doing the same thing. So we have done the same thing. We are doing the same thing, and I, and I pray by God's spirit we continue, and I think we will, to do the same thing and see these bonds of love for the mission to continue Partnership in the mission of God brings about deep bonds of love that are necessary for the mission of God. We've been doing it. We are doing it. By God's grace, may we continue to do it. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of it. Thank you for the picture that you've given us of a healthy church in Philippi. And Lord, we ask by the power of your word um, and your grace that that would be said of us. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.